let's let's do that one more time like we really mean it. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for a testimony today? Man, have you got a testimony? Man. You know what that means, don't you? You've had to go through some stuff to get that. That's the part about life we don't like. Amen. But so it is. The greatest blessings come out of our greatest trials. And we are always to be mindful of that. Certainly, I think the Lord tries to remind us of that quite often. For a few moments with your Bibles, turn with me uh, to the Word of the Lord. And we're going to go uh, just for a few moments to Luke chapter 12. And verse number 28, Luke, the 12th chapter, and verse number 28. Luke chapter 12, amen. 48, I'm sorry, my my glasses aren't working right now. Amen. Verse number 48 of Luke chapter 12. Amen. For he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with many stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him, say of him, shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Luke chapter 1. Verse number 27. Verse number 26, and he said, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, and to a virgin, a spouse, to a man whose name was Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. I want to speak to you for a few moments about the trouble with being blessed. The trouble with being blessed. God bless you. You may be seated. There is a spiritual principle in life that we often overlook. And when we do, we overlook it to our detriment. It is a law of the blessed. 
It is an irrevocable law, and you will find it written throughout Scripture. You and I are captivated with the idea of being blessed. I want to be blessed. How about you? I think all of us in this building desire the blessings of God. Who among us would not want us to be blessed or want to be blessed? To be blessed of the Lord means that His favor is upon us. That His presence is with us. That the touch of God is upon our lives. And it is that which we pray for. How often have we laid before the Lord in prayer and asked the Lord to use us? Has anybody ever prayed that prayer? God, I want you to bless our family. I want you to put your hand upon my family. I want you to show favor to your people. And it is that prayer that we pray quite often looking for the goodness and the mercy of God upon our life. But the trouble with blessing is that with every blessing, there is something attached to it that none of us would ever pray for and none of us would ever ask God to give us. Because what comes with blessing is what rankles us. It's what disturbs and troubles our life. Oftentimes it is the very thing that frustrates us and it irritates our lives and it distracts us and it challenges the very fact that God's blessing and favor are upon our life. And that unlooked for part of every blessing is simply this, that attached to every blessing of God is a burden, is a responsibility. As a matter of fact, if you read Luke chapter 12 and verse 48 from the message translation, it reads like this. Great gifts mean great responsibility. Greater gifts mean greater responsibility. So the truth is, many times the things that we are wrestling with in our own personal lives are nothing more than a direct result of our own prayers of praying to be blessed. And what we fail to recognize is that with every blessing, there comes a responsibility, there comes a burden. A friend of mine was telling me uh, years ago, he built a home down in the valley and uh, it was beautiful home and he had to sod the, the area, and he said it cost him over $10,000 to put sod down in the yard, and he was so proud of it, and he had two little kids, and next thing they are starting to cry for him, Dad, give us, a, give, give us a swing set. We want a swing set so we can enjoy our backyard. So 
he puts this swing set up there. And they, they start enjoying the, all of the, the wonders of, of a swing set. But one day he came home and he noticed that that new grass that he had spent $10,000 on, there were these worn spots. And he just came, I wouldn't say he came unglued, but, you know, he had a daddy moment. My goodness, I just spent $10,000 on this grass and here they are already wearing it out. And his wife happened to be near him and she said, listen, one of these days those kids are going to be gone and the grass will grow back, but the kids may not come back. You see, the very thing that we enjoy in our life of blessing has attached to it many times the unwanted burden of responsibility. And for many people tonight, it is that struggle with that unwanted responsibility that puts so much frustration and aggravation in our life. And so... We are captivated with that idea of the blessing of God and we want his favor on us and we want his hand upon our life but we fail to realize that God is going to attach something to that blessing that's going to remind you that you're going to still need God all the way through this blessed time in your life. Amen. Amen. The angel came to to a young lady, the Bible said, describes her as a virgin, which means she had never known a man. And she says, Mary, you are blessed. You are going to be the incubator of the Savior of the world. Messiah is going to come through you. But she was going to have to bear the burden and shame of being a mother out of wedlock. You see, even the greatest blessings come with this responsibility that we often overlook. And when God blessed Abraham and said, your life is going to be like the stars and like the sand. God said, I'm going to multiply your seed and you're going to be blessed on the right hand and on the left. If you study the life of Abraham, you will find that there were burdens that came right along with those blessings. And it's the burdens that frustrate us and the burdens that irritate us. And we gripe about them and we complain about them when we ought to realize that they are part of something God has put in our life to keep us connected to him and relying on him because nobody wants to live a life without blessing. But you're not going to have a blessing without a burden. Amen. You're going to have some irritants in your life that are going to cause you to want to pull your hair out. Some of you are doing that right now. You're going to have some things that come to you that are a direct result of your prayers. God called Moses 
and he blessed him being the chosen by God to be the deliverer of Israel. But that blessing was upon, that was upon his life carried with it the burden of having to listen to a murmuring, complaining, griping, belly-aching group of people that it didn't matter what he did for them or what God did for them. Somebody was always unhappy. And you know what? If you're not careful, you can get so fixated on that that that's all you see and you lose sight of the bigger picture that God's taken us to the promised land. Let's not get sidetracked with these silly little issues that crop up Let's just thank God that we've got a burden because a burden means we've also got a blessing and I want to keep my eyes more on that blessing than I do on my irritation. The blessing of being the Messiah carried with it the burden of being crucified. Jesus had to endure some things. The cross, he had to endure the shame. He had to endure the mockery. He did so because of what that endurance meant and what it would produce. Quitting never has solved a problem. And I've got another word for you. Griping won't do it either. Amen. There's an old saying that goes something like this. If you can't stand the heat... Get out of the kitchen. Because if you're going to be in the kitchen where all of that good stuff comes, there's a byproduct of pain and a heat that comes with it. There are irritants that crop up in our life. We pray for God to bless our church. But you know what? With every blessing that comes to the church, there comes a greater responsibility upon us. Every time we pray for revival, you say, Brother Hughes, I don't want to pray for revival. Well, I do. I'm willing to put up with the burden. I'm willing to live with the pain. As long as I know the hand of God is upon this place and I can deal with whatever pain or suffering or issues that we might face because I don't want the hand of God to be removed from my life. Amen. We pray for growth, but growth comes with greater responsibility. Amen. There are burdens in your life right now that you're complaining over that if you would just take a moment to look a little more closely, you would see that burden tied to a blessing that you prayed for. So what do you need to do? You need to get your eyes back on the blessing and endure the burden. That's what Jesus did. He endured the cross, despising the shame. Why? Because of of what he knew he was accomplishing. You've got to keep your eyes on the go. You've got to keep your eyes on what really matters. And what really matters is, I want God's blessings upon this place. I want God's favor upon this place. But I know this much about, uh, about the Lord, that when the Spirit of God is stirred up, so is also other spirits. So do we not pray for revival? No, we pray for revival and we understand that with that revival are going to come a few problems. I can deal with the problems. 
Amen. The writings of Proverbs said where there where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Amen. Where there is no oxen, there's no filth to clean up in the crib. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. (laughs) And who doesn't want increase? But with increase comes a productivity of byproduct that we don't want. And the Lord said, "If you have to make a choice. You're either going to have to learn to deal with and live with some mess in your life or some messy situations in your life and understand that that's just part of being blessed or you're going to have an empty stall and a clean stall. And I have news for you tonight. The word empty should never be associated with the church and it should never be connected to my spiritual life. There should never be an empty altar. There should never be an empty prayer room. Brother Hughes, the more we pray, the more problems we have. That's exactly the thinking the devil wants you to get into. Man, let's just be satisfied. You're going to have to find you another preacher if you want to be satisfied because I'm just not satisfied tonight. And I know what Holy Ghost revival is and you know what it is and I'm not, I, I'm not going to play like it is and say, well, I think it is. You either know it is or you know it's not and it's not right now, but I know it can be. And so you and I have got to understand whatever burden may come, whatever greater responsibility, whatever greater prayer may need to be prayed, I'm willing to pray it because I want God's blessings on this place. I want God's favor. I want God's favor. You see, we want children without pain. We want babies without diapers. Yeah. We want growth without labor. We want increase without struggle. We want victory without battles. We want a song without a test. We want a testimony without having to go through anything. Amen. But if you're going to have a song, you're going to have to fight through some stuff to get the song. Amen. Amen. If you're going to have victory, then you're going to have to face some Goliaths in your life. If you're going to have victory, you're going to have to learn what it means to go down by the stream and pick up five smooth stones. You're going to have to learn what it means to go into a prayer room and get on your knees and not get up until something breaks and gives you the understanding that it's going to be all right. If you want a breakthrough, you've got to stay there until the breakthrough comes. If you want increase in your life, it's going to take some effort from you. And if you want babies, you're going to have to put up with some cries. Amen. You're going to have to put up with some discomfort. Amen. That crying baby in the middle of the night. Whoo. 
And then you get my wife and I's age and you kind of wish you could hear that cry every once in a while. Amen. The burden. The burden that some of you are struggling under right now. You need to wake up and realize that it's connected to a blessing. And that blessing is what you prayed for. So here's what you need to do. Go back to the blessing and start thanking God for His blessing. And when you start thanking God for His blessing, He'll give you the strength to bear the burden. When you start praising Him for the goodness that's in your life, He'll help you endure the dirt and the filth and all the other garbage you got to get through. When you learn how to praise Him and thank Him for the good things that He's given you, you will love Learn how to live through the night and you'll learn how to walk on through that valley until you get back to the mountaintop. For the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I walk, amen, just keep walking. Some cowboy wrote a song a, a few years ago. Uh, about going through some bad places and said he said when you get to that place you know I'm not going to use that word but when you get there just keep on walking hey man some of you need to understand that tonight that the problems and the frustrations that have come up in your life right now are directly connected to prayers that you pray. So go back to the prayer and say, God, I didn't know this was coming with it, but if that's part of the package, I accept it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to praise you for the victory. I'm going to praise you for the strength. I'm going to praise you for your mercy. I'm going to praise you for your wisdom. I'm going to praise you for your goodness. And you're going to give me the strength to endure the pain. You see, the contradiction of life is that blessings often bring problems. Amen. And progress means pain. And harvest often means a messy stall. Amen. You got to clean some stuff up. Praise God. But I'll take, I'll take that any day of my life because I don't want an empty stall. Amen. You're not going to have a harvest in your life without some unpleasant things to deal with. Amen. You're not going to live the blessed life without a few burdens to carry. You're not going to have the hand of God on your life without having a few tears to shed. So go ahead and shed the tears and then get back on your feet and start rejoicing again for the Lord. Hallelujah. He is my strength. The Lord has become my salvation. The Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, he will make even my enemies to fall before me. So instead of fixating and going to seed on all that is against me right now, I need to lift up my eyes and realize that I am blessed or I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be going through what I'm going through right now if God had not blessed my life. So I'm going to go back and thank him for his blessing. I'm going to thank him for his mercy. I'm going to thank him for his goodness. And I'm going to ask him to give me the strength and the wisdom to know how to deal with the mess.
Come on, stand to your feet right now. Amen. You and I need to quit majoring on the mess and the minor and get back to the harvest and the blessing. Instead of being blown away by all of the distractions, get your eyes focused again on the promise because the blessings of God are rich. Amen. They are rich and they make my life to increase. And that's what I want. Amen. Some of you right now that I'm talking to, some of your very deepest aggravations right now are a result of what God has blessed you with. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Get your eyes back on the blessing and start thanking Him for that and watch Him give you the wisdom to know how to deal with the mess that you're having to go through. Amen. Sometimes you've got to clean it up. It's just that way. Sometimes the stall gets dirty and you have to clean it up. But I, I would rather have something that works and produces because that's where the harvest is. That's where the blessings come from with great gifts come great responsibility and with greater gifts come greater responsibility years ago we went through a season when we chose to change the name because of some conflicts and uh, identity confused about uh, some things and so we decided it was a great time for us to change our name and the name that that surfaced was life church but then somebody stood up and said no we need to make it greater life church and we embraced that said yes that's who we're going to be little did we realize by embracing that name all of the stuff that we would have to live through to live out that name but I want to tell you tonight church we are greater not us but because of him we are stronger tonight because of what we've had to endure there's more compassion in this place than any place I've ever been amen There's more compassion. There's more faith. There's more confidence. There is a greater spirit of resilience in this church than I've seen in any other body of people anywhere I've ever been. Why? Because it came with a price. Amen. We embraced greater. And God said, okay, good. I want to give you greater. Oh, by the way, there's going to be a storm and a flood and another flood. Amen. And then a multitude of other problems along the way. But you know what? Tonight, we're stronger than we've ever been. Amen. 
We're, 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 we're stronger than we've ever been. We're poised tonight for a greater revival than we've ever been poised for. You say, oh, Brother Hughes, can't we just let off the gas a little bit? No, not in this hour. We can't afford to do that. And I'm one, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm going to give you a chance to tell me whether you are or not. But if you're ready for greater things than we've ever seen before, I want you to join me here in this altar tonight. Amen. Praise God.